Good evening. Uh, tonight I'm joined by Carr on the latest podcast for the Rangers Women's Supporters Group and missing a couple through through illness tonight. So flying flying fairly solo tonight, Carr. How are you doing? I'm not bad. Warmed up now after the bitter cold of broad winter as it normally is. But Laura's got no voice, so she's not with us tonight. And I don't know what Graham's doing, to be honest. So not a bad game to talk about, so I'm fairly happy. No, it's, it's nice when Rangers don't ruin Sundays, so uh, all, all good, all, albeit very cold, as you say. So, uh, quick rundown, there's very little activity on the loan players yet, uh, not, not too many games, and Jenna played the last few minutes in Partick's win today, look forward to hoping the players get a bit more game time next week. Uh, it'd be good if she can get a bit more than, I think it was about six minutes she got, which isn't really ideal, but then they needed to win the game, so they're probably just looking at get the game out of sight and then hopefully bring her on, but it took a bit longer than they would have liked, I suppose. So it's, it's good that they're getting some game time. Obviously, I think it was Ava that was in goal. It wasn't um, Megan Cunningham, so she didn't get any minutes. But I don't know about um, Lucy, if you got... Did she play for Queen Park, Queen's Park? I believe Queen's Park and Spartans played a friendly, but they didn't really release any information or any team yeah. lineups. So I'm not sure if Lucy played or some someone will played for Spartans. But you'd expect a friendly, they'd experiment with teams and they'd both get a bit of game time. Yeah, you'd think so, but hopefully next week they can get a, a few more minutes and keep going how they're going so they're all doing really well to be fair to them they're all seems to be flashing up where they are so it's good it's good for us definitely but uh moving on to today's game uh, a few changes to the team i think we spoke about in a group chat and graham and laura spoke about last week in the podcast rick returned in goals uh lined up with rick in goals michelle Tess and Nick at the back with uh, Mia McCauley back in with Lizzie Arnott making her first start on the wings this season and Kirsten McLean playing with Rachel Rowe in the middle. Megan played just behind Rio and Kirsty up front. Are you surprised with any of the team? No, I thought Vic would probably play just because she's had, what, three games this season already and it's probably good for Jenna to get a bit of a break. Not that, you know, I was quite expecting Jenna to play, to be honest, but it was nice that Vic did play. Very attacking team. I like that Joe basically said you need to go and win this game, so she put out the strongest team that she could rather than just kind of the players that don't get many minutes. So it was nice that way, and I was overall very happy with the squad, to be honest. It was a good attacking team. That's what we needed to do to go and win the game. We saw Chelsea getting their arrest. It changed the balance a wee bit in the midfield. Oh. We'll, we'll go on and talk about how, how that worked out, but started the game very quickly. We certainly did. It was one minute and 17 seconds in that we scored our first goal, which thanks to Graham for, I don't know, looking at his watch or whatever he did or looked at the, the scoreboard at the time when the goal had ended that he, he said that, so I've got that written down, but it's a short corner, which I hate, but, you know, it worked out this time, so we'll take it. Short corner from Lizzie, uh, Rachel Rowe took a kind of shot, it was blocked by one of the defenders and Tess just 
volleys at home. I mean, she must have lifted her leg about waist height to volley, and it was some strike and nice for Tess to get back on the score sheet and score a wonder goal, which turned out to be the first half of the first half of wonder goal. Yeah, uh, not maybe as many as we'd like, but certainly high high in quality, and and that was a a great finish by Tess. Sort of half volley, and as you said, it was quite high when she made contact with it, but there was no stopping it. As soon as she hit it, we knew that was in. But it, it took best part of thirty minutes before we 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 added to that. We'd obviously expected a bit of a goal fest against. Or a mirror who are in the division below, but it didn't really seem to happen. What, what did you make uh, the the first half? We we had chances. The keeper made a couple of really good saves. Megan could have had a couple of goals in that first half. A couple of them probably could have had a couple of goals, but the keeper made some good saves, and we just looked a little bit. I don't want to say disjointed, but just a little bit not at it, not a usual kind of all over teams as we have been but I don't know if that was just down to the cold and kind of had a lot of games recently and just not quite there yet or just taking a wee bit with the change in players with you know the me and Macaulay coming back in and other players swapping out maybe that made an impact on it I don't know but the keeper made some good saves and we just we didn't plug in away but really we should have gone in about six now up at the end of the first half. De- definitely think we sh- we we looked a wee bit disjointed with some of the changes in the team. It doesn't seem to have the same balance when it's no Rachel and Nick either side at the back, and probably Kirsty's not got quite the relationship with Rachel Rowe in the middle that she has with Chelsea. And I thought it took us a wee bit of time just to make things click, but Lizzie certainly offered an awful lot on on the left hand side and. It was Phil Lizzie, the, the setting goal came. Yes, and another kind of assist, I guess. Um, Lizzie kind of plays it in. Megan is kind of turning as she does it, and she chests it down. And as it's coming down, another kind of volley into the back of the net and another top-class finish. And really nice for Megan to get back on the score sheet. You could see she was trying a lot today to get a few goals, so it's nice that one came off her. But... Lizzie was just outstanding on that, that wing there. She just played so many balls in. I did notice that she, she did the first corner, and then after that, it was Megan, it was Rachel, like a bunch of other people were taking the corners instead of her, and I think we were using her height almost as an advantage rather than she normally flings them in and gets on the end and someone else gets on the end of them. So it was nice that the team were all kind of contributing. It wasn't just her that was taking all the corners, but... Again, another great goal from Megan and Lizzie involved again. Definitely, and we're always asking for a bit of variety on the set plays, so not just relying on Lizzie firing up all the corners in, we're mixing up a wee bit. Surprisingly, we didn't see Kirsty McLean take many. She often takes some. She was too busy running the midfield. Fair. It, it was pretty empty that with everybody else going forward, so... But say third goal, the, the last one in the half for us again, Lizzie Arnott. What a cross. And Rio can of really miss for, for that range. No, I mean, Lizzie again, she just kind of 
she was like a step over kind of thing. She's always been watching Christian McLean, as they all seem to have been, because even Michelle Coulson <laughs> was trying weird back, back heel flicks and all sorts. But beats the defender, and as you say, Rio, no chance she's missing from there. I wouldn't say it's a volley. Rangers have credited it as a volley, but it, it's almost just like a... It's off the ground, so I guess it's probably... Technically, it's a volley, but it's, it's, she's side-footed in for about two yards out. When, uh, like, I wouldn't call that a volley, to be honest. But they all count, and you know she was obviously delighted to get back on their score sheet, but it was straight into the top corner. No chance the keeper was getting anywhere near that. And we went in 3-0 up, and I was fairly happy with it. Wish we had a few more, but couldn't ask for more in a freezing cold raining night in Broadwood. I think it was one of the games, the team were on a bit of hiding to nothing, you know, they're not going to get any credit for absolute hammer on Boromir, but we never at any point, do you think, looked under any sort of threat? No, I think they had one or maybe two potential chances you could claim. From the kickoff, they tried a, a shot, <laughs> which didn't come off from and then another one where Vic very quickly got out and made easy work of it. Vic had about three touches of the ball the entire game, and two of them were in the first half. So I think that kind of shows the, the level of opponent we were playing against today. So we're in, in at the break, three up, as we say, and with three changes at half time. We've seen Ailey Austin come on and play at back and plays in Michelle. Rachel McLaughlin came off the bench and she's played on, on her right wing ahead of Ailey. So a bit further forward than we usually see, Rachel. And Brogan Hay came on for Lizzie, played on the left. You think that made much of a difference to the team? I think it did. Rachel McLaughlin had an absolute screamer of a second half. And I mean that in the sense that she probably had a shoot that had about three goals, but none of them came off for her. But I was surprised that Lizzie came off because we all said, oh, it's probably Mia that will be coming off for um, Brogan, we were a bit kind of surprised that it was Lizzie, but Joe knows what she's doing, so maybe Lizzie just needs a bit longer to kind of come back full full time for the full games, should I say, rather. Um, but I was really happy of Rachel coming on. It was very unusual, I suspect, because it would just be like a straight, she'd go into like centre-back or, you know, she'd end up with some variety of the back, but she was kind of almost in that further forward, I don't know, football numbers, I'm awful at this. Six roll? Is it a six? I don't know. The time's really a six roll. But she did really well. I will say she she got further she got forward more than most of our attacking players at points. She was doing it all down that wing, so I was really happy with that. Yeah, she, you could tell she was really enjoying herself further up the park. You know, she's not been as far up the park this season, obviously playing it as a centre back as opposed to full back that she was last season, so Definitely a wee bit of freedom for her today. Yeah, and you, I think she said after the game as well that she obviously loves doing the defending part, but she was quite enjoying being further forward and not having to worry about getting back to, to do that kind of thing. So I think she very enjoyed it, but she couldn't buy a goal today. She was firing them in and then nothing was coming off her and now everybody else was getting on the end of it. But you could tell that she was buzzing with it, but the fact that Joe trusts her enough to go and play in a more attacking role, and she's very good at it, so... Hopefully that will continue, but once we get more players back from injury. Well, as we're going to talk about the goal, she's ended up with two assists and Kirsty Howitt's goal came from a shot that was saved from Rachel. So a very productive second half appearance for Rachel. 
they had a, a great second half, and it, it was just nice to see her, you know, playing with a bit of freedom, not having to focus on the defensive side of it, and just getting forward, firing balls into everybody. She could have had a probably about four assists if people could get their head and or be in the right place in the box for things to go in, but well, she can't complain. Well, talking about being in the right place and in the box for Rachel, is assist or Rio Hardy another goal? To make yeah, it for Rachel, a Rachel, a lovely ball in. Uh, Rio's at the, I think it's the near post, and just gets it in no problem at all. Like, she's just so class, is Rio. She's just in the right places that we need her to be. And I think when she went off, we kind of missed that a little bit. She wasn't in and around the areas that we probably would have got a few more goals from had she been in there. But another great goal, another great delivery in from that wing. And we seem to be doing that a lot today. And Previous games almost, that's what we're trying to do, get it down that wing and cross it in. She's just been an absolute brilliant signing, really, all, all told. Her and Rachel Rowe have been absolutely superb for us. Just two of the best, honestly, so chuffed that we managed to get them and they seem to be loving their time here. So it's just so nice to have players playing with a bit of freedom and working really well with Kirsty and Megan, you know, working really well as pairing together, which was really nice to see, you know, if they're not scoring, they're assisting each other, so it's really good. And as you mentioned, Kirsty, how it got on the score sheet, you know, typical poachers goal, really? Uh, Rachel McLaughlin takes another shot, keeper kind of palms that away and Kirsty's just there to just sink it in and Easy as you like. She doesn't score many tappings, but she was in the right place at the right time and scores a great goal. And you could tell that she was buzzing about it that she finally got one because she had a, a few chances kind of in the first half and early part of the second half, but it wasn't coming off. So nice to see her getting an end of it. And Rachel again, just doing what she does and getting balls into the right area. But she could have had a goal had the keeper not made a quite a good save. Yeah, the keeper was probably unfortunate because if it wasn't Kirsty Howitt tapping it in real hard, he was next in line to poke it home and she would have completed a hat trick. But it's good to see when we've got two strikers starting games that they're both coming off the park having scored. Do wonders for confidence. Uh, it's exactly what you want. You want both of them to be helping each other and scoring goals. So it's it's the exact type of game that you want them to be doing that in because it gets confidence up on the whole team, it gets everybody fired up for then going into the next game next week. So you couldn't have really asked for more from your strikers than from everyone else on the pitch really. It wasn't even just the strikers, it was everybody getting kind of involved today. Well when 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 you're comfortable in a game and you take one of your strikers off to rest him, you want your striker coming off the bench and score. And that's exactly what we got with Laura Berry. I mean, I couldn't have been more buzzing with, uh, <laughs> with this goal because I, I saw the first one when she scored against Barnes, but I don't think she's scored again since then. So it was nice for her to, to get on the score sheet. But was it Rachel again that crossed it into the box? I'm fairly sure it was Rachel. Yeah, it was Rachel again. Oh, like a hat trick of assists today for Rachel McLaughlin. Crosses it into the box. Um, Laura just kind of in the right place and Laura... I guess volleys at home because that seems to be all we did today was hit balls on the volley but she was just in the right place and just hit it so sweetly that it just couldn't have gone anywhere else so I was just absolutely buzzing because I'm a big Laura Berry fan I think she adds a lot to her team so nice that she's getting some minutes and scoring when she comes on because she's going to be hard pressed to knock Kirsty or 
Rio out of the team. So it's nice that she gets on and gets a goal. Definitely. She's been been away a lot with some of the Scotland youth teams in and she's found some minutes maybe a bit, bit harder than we'd like to see to come by. But getting getting on the park and she's always willing to put herself about a wee bit, but seeing her get back on the score sheet will, as you say, do wonders for her confidence. I know she scored recently for the Scotland youth teams as well. So we just want to see her scoring goals and she certainly put herself about. Uh, she did, and she could have had one. I don't know if it was before or after this. I think it was before it, where she kind of heads it, and you know, it doesn't come to anything. But she took a bit of a sword and being in that area and trying to get her head on it. But she's just in the areas that we need her to be. She's just one of those players that she's just in the right place, and she's so good. So it's nice that Joe trusts her enough to bring her on. She's getting a goal, so it's just exactly what we need from the young player. We we also saw Libby Bands come on. Oh. Make a, a good impact on the game when she came on for Rachel Rowe and joined Kirsten McLean in the midfield. Yeah, I thought she had a tremendous game when she came on. She was running a bit wild, like, was struggling a wee bit for passes because Boromir were kind of sitting deep in the box almost. And Ailey Austin was passing to Rachel and they were struggling a bit. And Libby kept just bringing the ball forward and getting it where it needed to go and playing lovely one twos um, with. Everyone basically with Rachel McLaughlin, with Kirsty Howitt, with you know Megan Bell at times. It was just outstanding. She had a really good second half, and I'm very gutted that we're not going to be able to keep her. To be honest, because she's such a class player, and she really does bring a lot to the game. I'm I'm not one to absolutely commit that we can't keep her yet, you know. But uh, like like you always say, don't fall in love with your own players, you know. It's it's a risky one, but listen, Brighton have done as a solid for both teams this year where the players have loaned up to us because uh, we've, we've got a couple of stars for, for Brighton, so we'd be very grateful to to them. But we ended the scoring with our first goal for, for Rangers, for, for a boyhood Rangers fan. Delighted well, to see it. What? I guess you'd say girlhood Rangers fan. Ailey Austin. Well, um, forgive that. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was a really good team goal almost. Everybody kind of got involved in it and she was just in the right place again, like Laura Berry was. and just She got the ball, kind of shifted her weight, got the ball onto her right foot and just smashed it into the back of the net. And it was just a sublime goal. And you can see how she happy she was with getting her first... She scored for the unders, I suppose, but her first like first team Rangers goal, and hopefully more to come because I thought she had a really good game. I, I think I said to you, you know, we need to give a special mention to Ailey Austin on the pod tonight because she had actually quite a good game. Her decision making at times wasn't perfect. You could see Joe getting a little bit annoyed, and she was kind of shouting orders at her. But once she settled a little bit, and her and Rachel had quite a good partnership, she got a goal, and you couldn't really ask for more. And she obviously still learning so there's time for her to work on that but I thought she had quite a good quite a good game when she came on. It was really good to see the composure she had to take take that extra touch in the box and set herself for the shot and you can probably see the benefit that one period at Hamilton last season has, has done for her because she she played there and played first team games and scored goals so she's obviously brought that back to Rangers and she's been involved in every single match day squad this season and maybe found minutes hard to come by. 
just because your position she plays. So it's good to see her get 45 minutes and show up really well. Yeah, it's really good. And it, I thought maybe she would be one of the ones that would go out alone, but then obviously her and Laura signed the... The word has escaped me. Contrast. <laughs> I just... Anyway, they, you know, they've come in and they won't play every game. They won't maybe play half of the games of the season but it's nice that you know obviously she's doing something well in training that Joel has seen enough in her to keep her on and she's just doing what she needs to do but again needed like Laura like Ailey like most of the young team they still have time and they need to learn certain things in their game to uh, progress but she's done really well and she, you can see even between I saw her at the unders the under 18s and you know, you could see that there was a great talent in there. So from then to now, you could see how much she's already improved and how much better she's become technically, technically. She's just doing really well. So it's nice to see. So finish 7-0. We, we never looked in any sort of trouble at any point in the game, especially taking the lead so, so early. Uh, who would you probably pick as player of the match? It's a really tough one because, you know, all three first goals were, you know, incredible, great goals. That I'm, in, I'm inclined to, I'm split. I'm split between Lizzie and Rachel McLaughlin because they both, you know, a handful of assists did really well, both of them. But I think it's got to be Rachel McLaughlin for me because had it not been for the crossbar, she would have had, you know, what, three assists and a goal. She just did really well, you know, further forward, not in her normal position. I think she did really well. So for me, it's reasonable. I said that last time I was on the pod as well. To be fair, I, I, I think that's, that's a great shout. Even though the, the two you mentioned only played 45 minutes each, I think Rachel was probably most involved on the park, right right across the game. So I would have to agree with you on, on Rachel for player in the match. There you go, clean sweep. Doesn't normally happen. No, but uh, my, my bet she's got to happen when there's only two years on. <laughs> well, that's true. But I think we're down to only four players uh, injured. Uh, looking for some updates. Uh, we think Cathy might be okay for Glasgow City next week. We're uh, boost to have her back, definitely. It will be, but it's also a shame for Michelle because I thought she actually did really well in the game today. So it'd be kind of gutting for her to be then dropped again for Cathy coming back in. But it's nice that we've got options again because we were just kind of down to one centre back. So nice that, you know, Cathy's hopefully back soon, potentially next week. Lisa's getting closer to coming back, which is really nice to hear as well. And you can see how buzzing she is for that. She speaks there about it. So it's just nice that we're down to last few injured players and the elusive Sarah Ewings. We don't know what's going on with her, do we? No, it, it's definitely become a concern, Sarah's availability, but the club don't wish to sort of divulge anything and see why she's been missing so much. But other than that, we've, we've only got Jane on top of those mentioned, and hopefully, we'll be too far into the new year, we'll, we'll see Jane back out on the pitch and have a full squad to choose from. 
you know, it's a frightening prospect, isn't it? Lizzie's now back, seems to be getting closer to full fitness, but playing 45 minutes. Lisa back in the the back line, Kathy back, Jane back. It's just a frightening prospect, isn't it? Realistically, it probably come come at a better time if Jane is into the early New Year that she's back as well as Lisa, and hopefully Kathy will be back next week, so it'll be fine. And then maybe Sarah Ewan's will make a miraculous recovery and be back for January as well. We'll have a full squad to choose from, but it's just a frightening prospect with the you know how many goals we already score and how well we're already doing. To have them back has just to add even more to our arsenal, I suppose. To to go at teams couldn't happen at a better time for us because it seems like other teams in the league are struggling a little bit, not to name names, but struggling a little bit. So it couldn't come at a better time for us to capitalise on that and hopefully then just kick on the rest of the season and go and win it all. Well, that's, that's got to be the aim, but I, I, I think uh, we've got a manager who's very focused on the next game. And I think that's that, that's where we'll, we'll have the most success this season is taking it one game at a time and not getting too far ahead of yourself and dealing with the challenges as they come. Yeah, I think so. I think last season as well, you know, the manager said that, but I think you could see that they were always looking a little bit ahead. When's the next big game? When's the next, you know, important match, so to speak? And then we got a bit caught up in not winning the games that we should easily have won. And I think Joe won't suffer fools gladly. She's already screaming at the Lionel, she's screaming at the refs, she's screaming at the players when they're not listening to her. She's calling Rachel and Brogan out from the bench to have a word with them. Like 10 minutes before halftime even happens to basically say to them, listen, you're going on, this is what I want from you kind of thing. I'm so impressed with what Joe and Jay have already done for this team and it's a very exciting prospect having them, you know, in the dugout next week to see how far we've come since you know the first time that we played Glasgow City earlier on in the season to see how much better they've become under their leadership. Yeah, it's definitely a, a very big uh, test for us next week. Uh, while Glasgow City might not have been in the best form, they, they do have a game to probably boost their confidence on Wednesday. They play their game in hand against Montrose. So... Do you think that that will be an advantage or a disadvantage to we get a clean week when we have a potentially confidence-boosting game? I don't know, because we're both professional teams, so I don't think it would make that much of a difference. But it's good in a way for us to be able to focus solely on that game. We've got the whole week to recover, rest, and then you know work on stuff and training as well, and then have another day to recover, rest, whatever the schedule might be this week for them. But I don't think Glasgow City will be troubled, troubled much by Montrose, to be quite honest with you. So I don't think it's not as if they're going to run them ragged. You know, they're going to be exhausted to come Sunday. But it'd be a nice thought, wouldn't it, that that would happen and we'll just go and absolutely batter them. But I don't. either way, I don't think it would have made much difference had we had a game or had we just had a free week. I don't think it'll matter. Yes. Are you quite confident we're, we're well prepared and ready for a good result on Sunday then? I think so. I think speaking to all the players after the game, you know, you can see confidence is high in the squad. They're all, you know, seem enjoying themselves under Joe. It's a very exciting time to be at Rangers for them. You know, ones that have been here for years are finally getting their rewards for years of maybe struggling under, under previous managers and whatnot. So it's, 
I'm, I'm quietly confident. I'm not going to say what I said to the players after the game today in case it doesn't happen. And then I've got egg on my face. So I'll wait till next week. If it happens, then I'll be bloating the, the entire podcast and you won't hear the end of it. But I, I am very confident just because Glasgow City seem to be struggling a little bit at the moment for goals. They didn't score against Hearts. They're obviously out of the cup as well. So, you know, but then that could use be used to fuel them. They might be angry and come at us and give us a good game. I don't know. But I think the team are, are well up for it and going to be confident enough to go and beat them. So you don't want to repeat your prediction on the pod? I won't be doing that today, no, Alan. I'm trying to do a politician there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I do think we're as well set up as we can be. I, th- I think it's a chance for us to have a, a statement victory. I, I think we need to go out there and, and win, but win comfortably. I don't think it'll be an easy game. I think an early goal will be crucial. And if we get an early goal, I think we could win by two, maybe three goals. And I think that would be a massive, massive win. And it really pushes Glasgow City to the very edge of challenging this season in the league. So... For, for many reasons, I think next week's an absolutely massive game. And as you say, it's a massive test of how far we've came. And as we've touched on, we're getting a squad that's fitter, more people available, more more intensity in terms of the squad and re- really building confidence. So next week is absolutely massive. And I think we are well prepared to go and have a re- really good weekend next weekend. I think so. I think the squad all know what they need to do. We can't lose that game. A draw isn't good enough either. And I think we're at a position now where, you know, we've got everything we need to go and win that game. So they just need to go out and play their game and do exactly what they've been doing. Did it against Celtic? They've done it, you know, today. Different Celtic. But, you know, I mean, they, they, they can, on their day, they can absolutely beat them and absolutely hammer them, in my opinion. So... I'm hoping that next week everybody's on their day and ready for it, which I'm sure they will be. Because you, if you don't get excited for a game against one of your rivals, then what's the point? So who comes back into the team for you next week? Oof, put me on the spot. I think she'll probably go Jenna. I think she's probably just seen something that she likes Jenna more. And Jenna seems to get all the league games, so probably Jenna comes back in. If Kathy's fit, I don't think she starts, to be honest. I think Michelle starts and then, you know, Kathy might come on for the second half if we need her. Um, other than that, I think maybe Brogan starts. I think Brogan, you know, does a lot of running down that wing, which would, you know, help us. I think maybe Brogan starts as well. And I was going to say Tess, but I don't know because I don't know if Tess will still be in, in the, the back line if, you know, Cathy's potentially not fully fit yet. I, I actually don't know. Like, So that's up to Joe to decide, but wherever she picks, I'll, I'll go with it as long as we win the game. I'm actually curious if Rachel McLaughlin playing further forward today was a test ahead of next week. And maybe Cathy plays with Michelle or with Tess at the back. And we'll see, I, I do expect Chelsea or Libby to play in the middle with Kirsty McLean, which means either Rachel Rowe or Megan Bell starts on the bench. But I do agree that I think Jenna will return in goals. Yeah, I think so. I think Jenna will start. I think Rachel will 
I'm just curious if Rachel McLaughlin, where she played today, was about a test ahead of next week. I mean, it potentially could have been. It was maybe just a, well, if we need it next week, we know that you can do it and you can do it well. So it's nice that you've already got a bit of confidence should I ask you to do that kind of thing. Or maybe it's just a, you know, she knows how good a player Rachel is, so she's just trying to find anywhere to slot her in so that she gets minutes and she's not left out. Who knows, because they don't tell us anything. It'd be nice to hear some rationale maybe after the game just to see what she was thinking. But I've not actually watched the, the post-match press yeah. Post-match interview, but I doubt she's divulged that information. To be honest, I highly doubt it. But before the game started, or looking back, obviously recognised Nick Dock's hundredth competitive appearance for a club. So after Brogan being recognised for that same same feat last week, it's it's great to see that we're rewarding and recognising players that have put their shoulder to wheel for so long for the club. Yeah, it's outstanding, isn't it, that we're finally doing stuff for players, you know, long-standing players that have hit milestones. It's nice. And I think that's a, maybe a Joe and Jay thing that they've come in and asked for that because I don't, that never happened under previous management. You know, players were here for, fair enough, they weren't professional, so maybe it doesn't count if they're not professional. It seems to be they're counting professional appearances, not all-time appearances. Or Brogan would be at about 300 by now because she's been here that long. Um, but it's just it's so nice that the club are doing that. It's nice that they you know, giving them the shirt and giving them the recognition that they deserve and give them a bit of a, a boost to kick on and go and get hopefully another hundred. I don't see that for Nick. I'm not being ageist, I'm older than her, but potentially not for Nick Brogan. Potentially could happen, you never know. But it's just it's so nice that the club are finally doing something to recognise the players. Nick did celebrate that in the only way that Nick could by absolutely bodying the Boromir winger she was up against in the first minute. <laughs> she did, to be fair. And then I think she realised, oh, this is a part-time player who's probably about 14. I better go check she's okay. And she kind of went to make sure she was okay. But she did. She absolutely smashed her into the board, which was quite funny. And that's just what Nick does, isn't it? She just slams people about and then laughs it off. But it was nice that she... Went and made sure she was okay. But moving on to March, it's good to know that we've almost sold out the initial allocation of bubble hats. And it was great to look about the stand today and see so many dotted about. Because let's face it, today they were definitely needed. I know, it's getting to that time of year where you need the bubble hats, you need scarves, you need the big jackets. So it was really class to see it like going to the kiosk and seeing folks standing with their hats on it's really it's still very bizarre seeing stuff that we've made be you know worn to games but it's really good so more hats on the way scarce police scarce are on the way hopefully be here next week had a bit of an issue getting them sent out but they should be here next week so that's all sorted still got badges still got autograph books i'm fairly sure and the bus is still for sale we've now added that to the website if anybody wants to jump on and book her seat for the bus in January because we've still got a few seats left to, to fill us folk want to jump on and get that sorted and then you don't need to worry about it before Christmas. Yeah, the, bu- the bus is something we've tried to plan for a long time and plan, plan ahead. You know, trip to Aberdeen is going to be a long long trip and hopefully it'll be an option for people that will take, take hassle trying to get there. Be your usual travel be public transport or your own car 
hopefully the idea of jumping on a supporters bus and we'll get up up there together. But just check on the socials and you'll you'll see how how you go about booking yeah and reserving your place on that if it's of interest. Now the predictor will return this week. Uh, there was no extra points gained in last week's game in hand. Uh, Dundee United beat Spartans, was it? I think. So yeah. I, that game ended 2-1 to Dundee United and absolutely nobody had Dundee United to win that game. So less work for me, but be plenty of work putting into the predictor this week. So the thread will go up tonight or tomorrow for next weekend's games and the predictions are already in for our Glasgow City's game in hand. That will be played on Wednesday, so those points will be updated. But is there anything else you wanted to mention, Car? No, I, don't, I actually don't think so, other than the, the draw for the next round, the semi-finals will be on Thursday on Sky. I can't remember what time it was. Was it 6 o'clock? Or was the time of night? I'm not sure. I think it might be 6 o'clock, but no, the semi-finals are due to be played on, I think it's the 21st of January. Yeah. So, obviously the competition's moved on a wee bit in terms of the calendar from last season, where, where it was done earlier. We've still not seen any confirmation from the organisers that where the final will be played, but focus for us is getting through in the semi-final and making sure that we're in the final. Certainly, that's all that matters as long as we're in that final and we're left in that cup come the end of January. I don't even know when the final is. I can't even remember when the final is because it's changed. Finals planned for the 24th of March. In March. Oh, there you go. I'm talking absolute nonsense. Well, as long as we're left in the cup in March, May, May, I'm not caring. That sounds like a perfect season, but... For anybody still interested in going to Glasgow City next week, tickets are still available on Glasgow City's website. The game is live on the telly. It's uh, 10 past 2, kick-off next Sunday. So de- definitely a massive game, as we spoke about. It's massively important and it'll be great to see as many, many of our fans there at Peters Hill Park as possible. So... Tickets, as I say, on sale at Glasgow City's website, £10 admission for, for the game. And ho- hopefully it's absolutely packed with, with Rangers fans. It usually is. We usually get a good crowd there. People want to come along and play a few big, big games. So it's nice and hopefully we're having another party like we did at the, the end of last season. Well, not the end of last season, the previous game to the end of last season. <laughs> Up Peter's Hill Park because that was a, a class evening. Did 10 past 2 is such a weird time, by the way. I need to just flip that in. 10 past 2 is such an odd time for a kickoff. I know it's on the it BBC iPlayer or BBC Alba or whatever it's on, but it's such a weird time. I don't understand. Talking of TV, it was really frustrating. You couldn't watch your game anywhere today. I mean, given it's a Sky Sports Cup, you know and all the platforms available to the sponsors. It would be nice if they provided some way of streaming. It would be, but then it's Sky and it's Rangers, so we don't seem to want to do anything to promote the women's team. But, you know, quite a healthy crowd there today. 
I was I really didn't expect that many folk with it being as cold as it is and it you know being after the men's game being at Livingston I didn't expect that many folks so it was a nice turnout it was a, it was a kind of quiet but it was nice Def, definitely a, a healthy turnout a much healthier than I would have expected as you say it wasn't on the season tickets the men were playing earlier in the day and it was absolutely freezing so would have expected a lot of people who'd bought tickets they just decided uh, we'll give this one a miss but good healthy crowd and a nice comfortable win Couldn't ask for much more for the Sunday to be topped off and just we can all go and enjoy our week now and look forward to the Glasgow City game Exactly I think on that note we'll we'll wrap it up here tonight Uh, we'll all Get yourself dusted down and prepared for Glasgow City next week and hopefully our glorious leader Laura will f- be feeling much better and she'll be back on the pod next week helping us celebrate a big win at Glasgow City. But if you enjoyed the video, like, share and subscribe. Add your comments if there's anything you want to say be covering on the pod and we'll speak to many of you soon. Thanks very much. Thank you, Cam.